Blog Talk Radio. Just Big Mike and Vinny the Shark this weekend. Happy Memorial Day to everybody out there. Thank you to everybody who has served this country uh, from us. We truly appreciate it. Goon, scheduled day off. Rob, also last-minute scheduled day off. But, Vinny, a huge game tonight in the NBA. We're talking about perhaps the, the, let's call it the favorite out of the East. There is a chance they go down tonight. Yeah, there's definitely a chance. And, I mean, after starting up 2 nothing, they've been the best home team all season long. They go out there. They handle their business at home in Milwaukee. One, two, nothing. And then they lose three in a row, including game five, which is in their home court over there. Fear the deer. Kawhi Leonard is not afraid of these deer. And Kawhi Leonard's also showing why he is the better player. He's the best player on the court. He's better than Giannis Antetokounmpo. Why? Because he could shoot. Why? Because he's a better defender. Not saying that Giannis is not a bad defender at all. We're talking Kawhi Leonard is proving why he is actually a top three, maybe top two, maybe number one player in the NBA. And you got to get behind this guy right now because you know what? When you look at the talents on each side, you would have to say the Bucks are maybe a little deeper. But losing that game at home, now they got to go to Toronto, where they have not lost now in the series. Um, I don't know. The tides may have shifted here, but I do think Giannis has got to show something. But if Kawhi is just showing how elite he is, especially with his defense, because he's been guarding Giannis in the series, and he's been shutting this guy down and taking Giannis out of the uh, – you know forcing him to shoot jumpers and, not, and take him out of that lane right there, and that they don't have those threes that, that he can pass out of it. That's how you stop the Bucks, and for some reason, nobody could have done this all season long. Mm-hmm. But when you got an elite defender like Kawhi Leonard, he's figured out how to do it. And the Bucks need to find another way to win tonight, otherwise they are going out and going to lose four straight after starting the series up two nothing. Yeah, and I agree with you. Kawhi has been better than Giannis, and all season we've heard Giannis right the breakout, the MVP. He's, he's, right, he, he's been awesome. He's been everything that we thought he could be. Well deserved, also. Uh, yeah, I'm not taking anything away from him. But as far as this series, you're right. Kawhi Leonard has outshined him. Kawhi Leonard has been the best player on the court. Kawhi Leonard, you could say, has been the best player in the playoffs. After hitting the the shot to eliminate the 76ers, he has just – his value has just skyrocketed even higher to another level. Do you think Toronto closes it out tonight, or do you think the Bucs live to a Game 7? I'm really hoping for a Game 7 because this has been a great series. Uh, Naturally, the Western Conference wasn't all that great. We saw a sweep there, so I'm dying to see this one go at least 7. I think it would be great for the NBA. I do think we're going to have a very, very good game tonight. The spread's only 2. I do. I am going to go with the Bucs as great, and as much as I'm on Kawhi Leonard, I am going to go with the Bucs tonight to to win this game and bring it to Game 7. And then I'm telling you right now, it's not going to be a nine, uh, 7-point favorites Bucks in Game 7 if that's the case like Game 5 was, that line is going to drop down to probably 3 because I was all over the Raptors in Game 5 with the 7 points. Did I think they were going to win outright? Not necessarily, but 7 points. I'm telling you, if the Bucks win Game 6 tonight, which I hope they do and I think they will, that spread will not be anywhere near 7 for Game 7. Uh, I had written down here, Vinny, Bucks series right now, they're plus 189, worth a sprinkle, wow. yes or no? If you, think if you win tonight, now Game 7 is home again. Right. And uh, tonight they're getting two points. I think they're plus 110 money line. So mm-hmm. if you think they're going to win tonight, uh, then it's you, worth it. Then you're getting them at a plus 189 for Game 7. Right. And you know they're going to be the favorites in Game 7. I think if you have confidence in the Bucks tonight, there's no reason why you shouldn't sprinkle at least uh, 100 bucks or something on the Bucks series line. Do the Warriors even care right now who wins this game? No. <laughs> they don't care. Back, nobody cares. They don't care. Um, I don't know who they'd rather face because, I mean, there's actually a mismatch in both. Uh, no one's going to be able to guard Kawhi, and they, more importantly, they don't want Kawhi guarding anyone on their team. Right. And they want Durant back just so they could guard Durant and they could let Curry and Thompson well, Durant's already loose. been ruled out for game right? one. But Cousins, who would have saw this guy coming back right. before KD? Uh, but, yeah, Durant uh, out game one. I think they're more scared of Kawhi guarding one of them, but I also think there's nobody that can stop Giannis getting to the hoop on the Golden State Warriors. They don't have that uh, rim protector. So they're, they're a little mismatched there. But, I mean, regardless, this is the Golden State Warriors we're talking about here. They're going to beat whoever wins out of this series. And um, I'll give one game to the Bucks or the Raptors. I won't even give either team, as great as they're playing right now, two games over the Golden State Warriors, even with 
the lopsided uh, defensive matchup on Kawhi and Giannis rim protecting situation. And let's stay with them for a second because Kevin Durant, he didn't play at all last series. Do we think we actually even see him for the final? Um, Cause there's a lot that goes on now with the whole Kevin Durant thing. If they lose a game, he comes back, they win. He looks like a hero. He wants keep, that too. Exactly. He if they keep winning, that. they don't need him to come back. And that kind of, Hurts, you would think, his um, mindset, if right. you will. And he's the most sensitive guy in the world. We oh, all know yeah. he has burner accounts to answer. He <laughs> reads what everybody says about him on Twitter. So he knows what everyone's saying and what everyone's buzzing about. Um, I think he's going to try to go out there. I don't think it matters whether he plays or not because he's going to get a max deal anyway. Right. That's not going to affect what's happening in free agency. We all know Kevin Durant's one of the best players No, but planet. I think, like you said, he, he just is so – self-consumed with his legacy. I mean, he's tweeting Chris Broussard this week saying, you and I have never texted before. And Broussard's saying, but we've, you know, been in each other's uh, direct messages. It's, he is so, like, cares what everyone he, thinks about he him. He most certainly does, and that's why I think he's going to try to get out there and play the series, but also he's got to protect himself because last thing he does want is that injury to affect his uh, max deal because, you know what, there's a lot of talk now. That's what that whole thing is with the Warriors. They haven't lost a game since Kevin Durant's been out. Not one. So are they better without him? He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to end his warrior legacy like that. And we all know how much that means to him. We all know how sensitive he is. So I think we're going to see him out there at some point, whether they're up, down, no matter what. He's going to be out there playing at some point. Now, there's also the conspiracy theories out there saying that this is not a calf injury. This is an Achilles injury. That if it was a calf injury, he would have been back already. So what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think the injury was bad enough. Um, you know, I didn't think it was all that bad at first because he was walking off the court when it all happened. But um, I guess it could have been worse. Um, I, I, I think I think he could have played if he really, really had to play. I think he would play. But because he's on the Warriors, like if he was on Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. he'd be playing right now. But since he's on the Warriors and he knows they can win without him, and he does know that, <laughs> probably why he's a little sensitive about it, mm-hmm. I think uh, I think he's going to end up playing regardless. Give me your thoughts on Clay Thompson. He came out this week. He didn't make any of the three all-pro teams. Um, now it's actually going to cost him money. This isn't just something that you get a title for. And I'll read the rule because uh, it's something that needs clarification. Um, it matters more than usual to Clay Thompson if he would have made one of those three All-Pro teams this year because he would have been eligible for a, quote, designated veteran maximum contract this summer, unquote. Usually players who have been in the league for nine years or fewer can receive a contract of 30% of the salary. So, Vinny, had he made one of these teams, he could have been a, quote, designated veteran, unquote, and received 35%. So it, it, this is something that's going to cost him money. Where do you stand with this Clay Thompson? $30 million. Well, one, I think uh, I think it's fair for him to be upset. But uh, looking at the guards, I think every single guard who got the All-NBA award were better than him. And it's not to take away from Thompson. If anything, he's underrated and he gets overshadowed on that Warriors team. He, he's a great defender, which yeah. nobody talks about. And obviously one of the best shooters in the NBA. And an all-around very, very good player. He really is. But there's so many great How guards. How good in the NBA. would he be, though, on another team if he didn't have Steph Curry, that's, Durant, uh, Draymond? How good would he be? That's Can he question, be a one? Could that's he be a question we might option? be finding out next year. We'll see. I think the Warriors are going to lock him up and let KD walk. But um, I, I think he could be if he's in the right place. I could see him being good on the Lakers. All he needs is LeBron to throw right. him out there. That's he, fair. Catch and shoot. That's all he needs is a good point guard with him, and he's going to be fine. I think he is that good. He, the stroke's there. It's not, it's not like Steph Curry is making him a good shooter. He could shoot right. anywhere. So I think I think he is a good player, and who knows? Maybe – I know he seems a little very loyal with the Warriors. Who knows? Maybe he wants to go out of his shadow and prove people wrong and show, hey, I can do this. I can lead a team. But if he, as the number one, Big Mike, I don't like him as number one. He needs some kind of point guard that could get him open on, off the screen. I completely agree with you. And I think with all the free agents that are there and, you know, people wanting to get their money, I think I would feel most confident saying he stays. He will be there. I think I so, see too. everybody else could, you know, eventually leave and do their own thing. Cousins won't be back, I'm sure, unless it's another show-me type deal, which he, he doesn't need that anymore. Right. He just had a very good season up until uh, this injury. Uh, and Durant is gone as well. But I think Clay Thompson will safely be there next year. And out of all these uh, All-NBA, let's go through all the guards. You yeah. tell me if Clay Thompson's better than any of these guys. But for the Clay Thompson's point, Vinny, I just want, before you start, He's saying, how many finals ha- do I have to be to before you recognize me as that top guard? So he's got to be Steve Kirby All NBA. Well, I mean, <laughs> should uh, Mike uh, James Jones be NBA? All these guys? No, just just because you go to the finals doesn't mean you are the reason why. I mean, yes, Clay, you're great, and I understand you deserve more recognition. But look at these guards; they're all better than you. Let's go through them. Go ahead. First team, I'm sure there's gonna be no debate here: Harden and Curry. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, Damian Lillard. He's phenomenal. Damian Lillard's one of the best players in basketball. He's a phenomenal love, player. Love Dame Dollar. He's better than Clay. Kyrie Irving, 
that's where it gets a little iffy for me. I have I, you could debate this as well, especially this season because he did not play up to par this season, and just everything surrounding him with uh, you know leaving LeBron, the head case in Boston, he's staying, he's leaving. Right. The leadership has yeah. come out where I don't even want him as this one. Unless it's the last. You could debate, Vinny. You so, could debate this one. Kyrie is fair. Also, I hate that he's on the second team because these two more guards I'm going to get on the third team, I think definitely both deserved it over Kyrie for second. So then those two guys are Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Average of triple-double, third I mean, straight year in a row. Right. You can't take that away from the guy. And then Kemba Walker had an incredible year with Charlotte. I know they didn't make the playoffs. I know they were a little underwhelming, but this guy comes out there. He balls all the time. He's never had that true number two guy with him, which I think if he had that guy, You'll be seeing better Kemba Walker. He had a 60-point game this year. Too. And you've lobbied. You, you want the Knicks. This is who you want the Knicks to get. You want Kemba and you want Durant. You've yeah. been big on that now. For, I am. I, I mean, naturally, I want KD and Kawhi. Right. That's, but, but that's me shooting for the stars here. But, yeah, if you could give me Kemba with one of those two guys, sign me up. Sign me up. Absolutely. I don't want Kyrie Irving, to be honest with you. I really don't. Unless these free agents all go and he's left there, I'll take him. But I don't like what happened with Kyrie over there with Boston this season. We've already heard now LeBron has supposedly been uh, in the papers the past few days and all over the internet. He's already lobbying. He's already making his phone calls. He's already reaching out. He's already liking Instagram yeah, photos. Yeah, all that childish <laughs> nonsense. Um, realistically, what do you think happens with the Lakers and who could they possibly end up with? And don't forget now, they have that fourth overall pick. Uh, Anthony Davis has said he does like the Lakers. He, you know, he would sign long-term with the Knicks. Um I mean, what do the Lakers really do? I could see them getting Anthony Davis. LeBron James. Yes, they have. They had the leverage. They had the players. They had the the draft pick. They have everything that they can make an Anthony Davis trade, where he flat out says, "Hey, I don't care if you get on. I still want out. I still want to go to L.A. I still want to go to New York. Whatever." Um, then the Pelicans got to take this offer. They uh, they passed on this offer before though, <laughs> but um, now but now as we get a little closer, pick. right? As we get a little closer, and now you're getting the fourth overall pick, which right. nobody saw the Lakers getting NBA rigged. Not really, because the Knicks would have had number one then. But well, um, regardless, somehow. now with this fourth uh, fourth pick, it's going to be hard for the Pelicans to pass up on this offer if Anthony Davis wants out. I could see them getting AD, and guess what? They can also sign Kyrie Irving, who I also booked going to LA. Yeah, and now you're talking a three-headed monster in the Lakers, and you're talking about a team that if Durant leaves and Cousins leaves, they could rival the Warriors. Yeah, especially if both of them leave. Right, no doubt. If um, that, That's going to be a good team. That's all they need is those two superstars, which could be done, and I think the Lakers will do it. There's no point of having Lonzo Ball on that team with LeBron James. None. The guy's irrelevant. They have the young talent there. Randall, uh, they let Randall walk. I'm sorry. Brandon Ingram, Kuzma, and Ball. Those are three young guys that people will invest in that, you know, they have a lot of years ahead of them. And that uh, fourth overall pick now. So we'll wrap up the NBA with final thought. With Magic Johnson this week came out and uh, really shared why he left. And after hearing everything, any blame with uh, Magic on why he left? No, and I love how brutally honest he was. Because you know what? Usually you keep that in, and he's a huge Laker guy, obviously. He shared everything. And he was so pissed. That's why he left, and he just let it out. That goes to show you what he feels about Rob Palenka over there, the GM. But uh, naturally, with LeBron James on that team, you know who's running it. He's the one who's going to be the GM this offseason. He's the one recruiting the guys. So magic to dump off. I don't know what it was. Apparently, he also loves Twitter. So he, so he he couldn't be on a Twitter if he was uh, part owner of the Lakers. Love telling players they're good. He'd love to have them. Yeah, because he gets caught for um <laughs> what is what's the word? Tampering. Uh, tampering. There we go. All the time whenever he said something. So I think that was actually a factor too. I remember him saying something along those lines. But he was brutally honest. Mm-hmm. I love that. But I don't think that's gonna put a black cloud over the Lakers as long as they have LeBron. They're gonna be fine. Vinny, starting Monday we have the Stanley Cup Final and play glory.
is 100% on the bottom. Uh, I mean, Chara alone, you know, the Blues don't have a guy like, yeah, Pat Maroon is there. He had a big playoff goal. Bo Mister's got over 1,000 games played there. The Bruins have been there. They have won a cup before. If I have to, to give a slight edge, that's why. It makes all the sense in the world. But the time off, and I'm really loving the Bennington kid. Um, I'm riding with the Blues. I really think I think the momentum comes. And they won games on the road. They just, you know what? They just had a wild, wild season. They really have. They they win anywhere. <laughs> they found ways to win all season long, and they just went under the radar. And here they are, right right where they deserve to be. We'll get those picks up before the series starts. That is Monday night. Should be awesome Memorial Day evening. A uh, little hockey for everybody. That starts in Boston. Uh, 11-20 here over the top sports. And, uh, Vinny, time to just dig in now to uh, to baseball. And before we get to, you know, just talking baseball, talking standings or whatever, we're about 50 games in, which is a, a nice ruler. It's a nice mark to see where Memorial we're Day at. weekend's always a nice time. It is. To, you should say, see where you are. How is my team doing? Exactly. Is this the team I'm going to be seeing all year? All that stuff. So I have worried or not for you, um, players, teams, whatever. And we'll start it off with Stanton's now going to be shut down seven to 10 days with a calf strain. You said it the other day, they're 32 and 17, but still this has to be concerning when you go from bicep to shoulder to calf strain. I'm worried for him. I'm not worried for the Yankees. Okay. They're winning without him. Um, he strikes out a lot. This is a team that's finding gritty ways to win now. Um, not saying Giancarlo Stanton is not better than all these guys that we have filling in for him. And right. obviously I want to see him back, but, Look what they're doing without him. Just keep doing what they're doing. We're going to be all right. Get this guy 100%. I don't want to see him come back. I say it all the time. He cannot play when he's hurt. Get him 100%. The setbacks are a pain in the ass. I'm worried for him, not the Yankees. Jose Ramirez is hitting 199. If I told you last year in the second half, he hit 218. And in that part, in September and October, he hit 174. Would you now be worried about Jose Ramirez? This is not just a slump. I'm definitely worried about him. He's a guy, just, he's one of those guys I never wanted to invest high draft picks on in fantasy. Why? Because he's just a pudgy guy, and I don't <laughs> trust those guys. I don't trust guys who can't keep their bodies in shape, and Jose Ramirez falls in that category. Somehow he steals bases. I don't get it. I know. But, um, Very I, well, I, I understand. I understand he's had two good seasons to po- show people that he's a uh, top talent in this league, but you know what? I just never, ever really bought into him. I am worried about Jose Ramirez. The Indians as a whole, Vinny, are now eight games back of the Twins. I told you in the beginning of the year I liked the Twins. Nelson mm-hmm. Cruz isn't even playing yet. They just hit their 100th home run yep. last night. Indians are hitting 222 as a team. Kluber's out. Clevenger should be back soon, but he's out. Are you worried for the Cleveland Indians? 100% because of the Kluber and Clevenger injuries because that lineup, as we know, it stinks, especially with the way Jose Ramirez is playing. Even Lindor could be playing a little better. Yep. I know he's not playing awful, but he could be playing a little better. <laughs> Carlos Santana cannot be leading the team in batting no. average, even though he is having a it pretty good just had Cargo batting cleanup and then cut him. I mean, what are you doing? Ridiculous. Without Kluber and Clevenger, we all know the only reason we had the Indians winning this division was because of the pitching. Without right. those guys in that terrible lineup, I did not trust the Indians. I think this is finally the time the Twins prevail in the AL Central. Chicago Cubs sit one and a half, uh, one and a half games up Excuse me, in the Central. After yesterday, Vinny, they've blown 11 of 20 save chances are you worried about the Chicago Cubs? Yeah, that bullpen's terrible, and that's a tough division over there. Even the Pirates are playing pretty good baseball yep. right now. They and have a pretty... we know the Cardinals will make some sort uh-huh. of I, And The Cardinals are actually, what, they're in fourth place right now? Yeah, 25-25. Yeah, they're 500, so they're only three and a half games back of the right. Cubs. But with that bullpen right now, and we all know the Morrow injury, the Strope injury, there's just nobody reliable in that Cubs Jeez, bullpen right sucks. now. I'm surprised. I mean, we say it every week. Every week it's like, oh, Keiko, Kimbrel, Keiko, Kimbrel. There's so many teams that need Kimbrel. It's insane. And the Cubs, I'm surprised, weren't a team that, you know, making the playoffs, winning this division all these years, aren't doing that. But they got the Brewers on their ass. The Cardinals are going to be on their ass. And even the Pirates, very under-the-radar starting pitching. Yep. My boy Jordan Lyles, who you don't like for some reason, is having a phenomenal season. He got blown up the other day. <laughs> yeah, but it was late. It was the sixth inning. And some of those runs, oh, I mean, some of those runs weren't his. Um, he gave he, up. Uh, he left them on the bullpen. Gave yeah, it up. No, those count to him. They, they do. They do. That's how it goes. But either way, he still got the W. Uh, so even the Pirates are playing good. Josh Bell is playing at an elite MVP-type yes, level. So this division is not easy. And they, they re- I'm very worried about the Cubs in that bullpen. The Washington Nationals, who I mean, we talked about the East, we said, really, it could be any team. We all liked Philly. And after that, we said the Braves won it last year. The Mets made improvements. And the Nationals still have a good team without Harper. Well, the Nationals are 20-31. and 31. That bullpen stinks. Are you worried about the Nationals? Yeah, they should sell everyone. Get rid of Mad Max. I can't stand the Nationals, what they did to me. What that bullpen did to me on game four of the Mets, this team just got swept by a 10-win baseball team, and the Nationals go out there, and they lose four straight to the Mets. Like, three of them were because of the bullpen as well. Wake up. 
get somebody or just sell the world. Matt, Matt Max, he's 34. Cut your ties with him. Strasburg constantly hurt. Cut your ties with him. Get rid of everybody on this team because you suck. You're always going to suck. You can never get out of the first round of the playoffs. And you just cost me a lot of money on game four. You got swept by the Mets in four games. Bullpen is horrendous. Screw the Nationals. Worried about them. Sell it. Pack it in. Their season's done. They stink. I'm worried about them for this year. I think long-term they should be fine, though. Um, the pitching is older, and the lineup is younger, which is, is interesting. I agree. I would try and flip Scherzer now for, for something young and, you know, and build towards the future. They got to sell. And you know what? Anthony Rendon, they're going to trade because they're not making the playoffs this year. He's a free agent. Odds yeah. are they're not paying this guy, too, on top of the contracts they paid with Corbin, uh, Scherzer. Uh, you're going to want to pay Soto, obviously. So I think it's time that Rendon's going to be moved at this All-Star break. Anthony Rendon, one of two players in the National League to have more extra base hits than strikeouts. The other. Nolan Arenado. Oof. Uh, Robinson, Good company. Yeah. Robinson Cano not hustling and hitting 241. Are you worried? Yeah. He's old. He can't play the game at the way he was playing with the Yankees uh, or even the Mariners, for that matter. He's just old, and it, you got to try a little harder, Robbie. I know the game came easy to you then. It's different when you're older. And um, listen, let's not say the Mets, are on, Mets fans are all on his ass for not hustling. That's not why he's batting whatever he's batting, right. 244 or whatever. He's, Agreed. So that's worrisome, absolutely. I didn't think Robbie would collapse this much, but we all knew as Yankee fans when the Rangers gave him that huge deal, that back end of the deal, they were going to regret it. And here we are in that back end of that deal. I am so worried, and it, it's <laughs> horrible. He's 36 years old. He's hitting 241, and you have Kelnick tearing up the minor leagues now for the Seattle Mariners. That trade is going to come back and haunt Brody for years to come. Absolutely terrible, especially since you don't even use the better part of the deal, Edwin uh, Edwin Jackson. Uh, yeah, sorry. It's like the uh, the Jabba rules when the Yankees came up. Yeah. when he came up with the Yankees, it's ridiculous. It's he was he was the the star in the deal. No honestly. multiple innings, no yep. back to back days. If he warms up, he's out the next Same day. situations only. It seems it's, like. It's uh, yep. The, I don't like the way they're babying Edwin. Paul Goldschmidt, Vinny hit two thirty five last month with one home run and five RBIs. You and I were huge on him after getting out of the humidor. The second half he had last year. Are you worried about Paul Goldschmidt? I am a little bit because I thought he'd be thriving. He was uh, definitely one of my MVP picks. I picked Okuna. I think you picked Goldie. I did. And if I had to pick two, I would have picked Goldie right after him. So I'm definitely concerned. Uh, Very disappointed with him there. But you know what? We saw him get off to a rough start last year, and look what he turned the season into. I think he's too good where this will continue too much longer. But it's a new place. First time not playing in Arizona. Humidor or not. Whatever. So I think he will turn it around second half. I trust Goldie. I'm concerned about it as well. I mean, you – Paid him all this money. You, you can't have these slow first halves anymore if you're Paul Goldschmidt. If I'm the Cardinals, I'm very annoyed and very uh, just pissed off about it. I do have – you mentioned Krimbrel and Keuchel. Keuchel was at the Angels game last night sitting in a press box with Scott Boris. Um, I have what pick it would cost every team if they signed Kimbrel now or Keuchel now. Uh, the draft is in two weeks, so this is not going to happen. One of these teams will not give up one of these picks for the next two weeks. However – had one of these teams signed it, and let's just look at it. The Chicago Cubs, Vinny, if they had signed Craig Kimball right now for their bullpen, the 64th pick overall, worth wow. it to you, yes or no? No. Oh, in a second. No. In a 64th. second. Well, if I'm the Cubs, maybe, because they're in win-now mode. <coughs> but I don't know. That's a, that's a tall asking for somebody who in has a who, second, for no man. spring training, just coming in. But this is at any point. This isn't now. This would have would have cost you at the beginning of the year. The Braves' first-round pick from, what, two years ago? Just try the reason or? why they're still out here. Oh, God, I would have done it in a second. Let's look at uh, the Angels, the 55th overall pick. So now you're saying we just gave Mike Trout that contract. Um, Otani's going to come back and hit. Uh, you know, whatever. The rest of the team that you have, Lestella's playing out of his mind. You can't give up the 55th pick to bring in Dallas Keuchel and have a starting pitcher? No. Because Dallas Keuchel's not going to put them over the edge. Vinny, these picks, though, aren't guaranteed. Major League Baseball, can we both agree, when it comes to draft picks, are so uncertain compared right. to other sports. Absolutely. Uh, the least. Absolutely. Let's, let's go yeah. least. You're right about that. Fine. So, and if I'm telling you the 55th pick, that's not a first-round pick anymore. And for Dallas Keuchel and I could show Mike Trout, hey, let's we're going to make the playoffs for you. But when you're giving Mike Trout $100 billion, oh. you need to get young guys to bring around him that are going to be cheap. You can't waste it on Dallas Keuchel, who wasn't even good last year. The Los Angeles Dodgers, they freed up all that money, uh, you know, got rid of Chip Kemp out, who's now a Met. Um, you shipped out Alex Wood. It would cost them the 78th overall pick to bring in a – they don't need Kimbrell, but Dallas Keuchel. 78th pick, Los Angeles Dodgers. I mean, we thought you were going to go trade for Kluber. I don't know. I don't know if they need either one of them. 
right now. The Dodgers are playing great baseball. The Atlanta Braves, it would cost them the 60th overall pick, and they have get people blowing saves every night. Yeah, and they have a great farm. They're really forming a great lineup. They need to get that bullpen right. That is an atrocious bullpen as well. They should have they shouldn't have even waited this long for Craig Kimbrell that he should have returned back to Atlanta and easily. The last one I'll give you they should have signed him before Donaldson. Is the Phillies spent all that money on Harper? We, you know, um, love Real that Muto. Bryce Harper's sucking right now. I love it. It's phenomenal. <laughs> it would have cost the Phillies the 91st overall pick to bring in either Kimbrell or Dallas Keuchel. Yeah, I guess I would do that too. 91, especially, especially Philadelphia, if you're gonna, you know, have the offseason they had going for it. Why not do one more? But maybe because of the offseason they had, they can't even sign these guys. So just to, to look at that, and there's also some money implications with um, foreign signing, whatever, but that's the pick uh, that it would have cost some of these teams. It's not even a first-round uh, first pick, excuse me. And a team like the Chicago Cubs, where you're built to win now, it's, it's unbelievable. And you've blown 11 save chances, and you have Kimbrell sitting out and there. And somehow nine games over 500. <coughs> the Cubs. It's mind-boggling. That's something else. And Chris uh, Bryant, your boy, is having a great month. Yeah, he's turned it around. Mm-hmm. He really he's been has. calling them out, and he's answered. Really, anybody I've called out on Twitter has started hitting. Aloy Jimenez, they hit two after I called him out. There you go. Aguilar, you call him out, he hits two. You've been calling out Stanton, though. He just keeps getting set back. I know. That's because I own him in fantasy. That that is why, guys. Um, Let's talk uh, real quick. George Springer, the injury last night, hamstring. Uh, All the rumors were flowing on Twitter. Will it be Jordan Alvarez? Is it going to be Kyle Tucker, one of the top two outfielders they have? They have two phenomenal outfielded talents. And instead, it's Derek Fisher coming up because – Tucker, if they hold him, <coughs> excuse me, in the minors for one more week, they gain another year of control, and Alvarez isn't on the 40-man roster. I hate all those kinds of contracts, man, with these it young sucks. guys. Yeah, it sets them back so much, even <coughs> when they're, like, absolutely raking that there's still hesitation to bring them up when the team obviously needs them. But, um, yeah, you know what? The Astros, they're kind of smart with those guys. They'll wait till they're 100%. Even Forrest Whitley, who just had a big setback, he got rocked in the minors. I don't know if you He's saw that. Killed. Yep, uh, two, I think his ERA is like five. His yep. last one, he went two innings. He gave up seven earned runs. So he has not been looking good. <laughs> and he's a guy I've obviously been – we've all had yeah, our yeah. eyes on for a long time. especially the team in June. And uh, I think that's going to set him back now. So they're, they're a team, unless these guys are 100% ready and the situation is 100% right, they're not going to call them up. I have an issue with it because A, Altuve is out. Now Springer's out. Springer is having a um, MVP-type season currently. Yeah, he was. I just think you're going to need some of that offense, and you're not oh. getting that out of Derek Fisher. Also, I think they don't want to call him up just to bring him back down. Just for the meantime, when Springer comes back, what are they going to do with him? I think Springer's going to be out. I think you're going to be significant look- time. I wouldn't call it that, but he's not going to be ten days with no, the hamstring. No, no, I think you're looking two, two to three weeks. Yeah, but then when he's back, you just. Bring these kids down, ruin their momentum, and then no, oh, you're you're Josh the minors, Reddick you know? can sit down, Marisnik can sit down. These aren't, you know, you're not building a team around Jake Marisnik. That's true, and especially if they come out hitting, but I think that's also a part of the Astros factor here. So we'll see what happens. We're talking about such a, a luxury with the Houston Astros. Vinny, let's move over to the NFL, and we didn't have a show last week, but we have to hit on the New York Jets firing Mike McCagnin and handing everything over to Adam Gase. Then he has a press conference that he loves Bell and he loves Mosley. Um, as a Giant fan, thank you. Thank you to the New York Jets for taking some of the laughing stock off of us. Yeah, it's uh, you know, there's always going to be that circus over there, but um, geez, Dave Gettleman loves the circus more than Rex Ryan did, it seems like, about what he's doing over here with this team. But yeah, I mean, listen, the Jets on paper are not that bad of a team, honestly. They've got to play some games. Uh, this whole gaze thing is a very interesting situation. How you get rid of the the GM after he does your draft is is – it's mind-blowing to me. It's like what the Knicks did. Hey, Phil Jackson, can you uh, draft Frank Nittle-Akina and then we'll fire you? Uh, it made no sense to me. Same thing the Jets just did now. It's a dysfunctional organization. We all know that. But we'll see if they get the pieces here. They've uh, been in this rebuilding process for long. Uh, Darnold's second year, and now they get Le'Veon Bell, a top free agent. We'll see if they can go on the rise from here. But and how do you just they're still going to have distractions left and right, and it's coming from the head office, not even the players. Right. I have an issue just handing Adam Gase the, all the power. I mean, he is now – He's a guy who got fired in your own division. Right. <laughs> and now, here you go. I mean, run everything. He got fired in their own division, and now they're giving him the full power? I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he knows how to beat Miami, and that's it. But, um, listen, I, I don't know. A lot of fans weren't even happy with the Gase hiring as the head coach, and now here enough. Sure enough, he's running the whole entire show over there for the Jets. Gerald McCoy cut this week from the Bucks. It's a big cut. It is a big cut, man, because he's still somebody he's that great can play. Player, yeah. yeah. Um, Link, he said he wants to go to a team that can win. He wants to get a championship. He made a list. Brown's trying to meet with him. They're supposedly going to Dorsey. Said he set up a meeting with him. Um, he's already. It was somebody from his camp has said he's already receiving offers of ten to eleven million dollars a year. 
Give me your thoughts on McCoy, where he can land, and I, the impact he can have. He, he'll impact any team great. I think if he goes to the Browns, they're the best defense in the NFL. Wow. Just like that. I mean, I'm willing to go that far. Wow. Uh, they got a stacked defense right there. You're going to put another monster on that line with Garrett and uh, even Vernon on the edge now. Like, yeah. Olivia Vernon, Giants fans are hard on him. Sure, right. but that's because he was our number one pass rusher. He's going to be their number three if they get Gerald McCoy over there. Yep. So, I mean, that listen, that, that would be a dangerous, dangerous defense right there. I also heard mumblings of the Patriots. I heard that as well. And I think that's where I want to see him go. I think that would be great. But um, I'm definitely going to go. I know the Browns have been all in. I don't even know if they had the money to sign McCoy. Who knows what his asking price is and how much cap they have. But I would go with the Browns or the Patriots. But I could definitely see a team out of the blue, maybe even Pittsburgh. So the Colts. I saw the Colts. The Colts, well. the Colts should. Because you know what? I thought they had an underwhelming offseason with all the cap money they yeah. had. So I think the Colts should actually – that's a very good one. I, I think the Colts should be all in on Gerald McCoy. Vinny, you came out with two lists um, this week, the quarterbacks last week and the running backs just a couple of days ago. You listed your top 30 on each. and um, Well, 32 on each, but two of them got cut off on, they, uh, right. for the quarterbacks. So I should retweet those now on Twitter, and um, we can start talking about those. But um, a few differences. I, I thought it was fair. I thought you were honest. We'll go through your five. You had Brady, Mahomes, Luck, Breeze, and Rodgers. And the issue I have with that, and I told you, Patrick Mahomes now has lost 30% of his weapon share with Hunt and Hill. And we don't know what's happening with the NFL and Hill, who for some reason are standing by him and haven't <laughs> suspended him yet, which right. is a joke. But to me, I think They need that, all the facts to build the case, all right? They right. need everything. Right. Um, Russell Wilson, to me, has to be in that top five. I don't know who you move out. He's got to be out of there. And I was awful on Andrew Luck all year last year. He's my number two quarterback. He's your two. Okay. Well, I have Brady over Mahomes because, A, Brady beat him twice. Right. Uh, Mahomes, I understand your point that he lost a lot of his uh, offense with Hunt and uh, Tyree Hill. Those are two pro bowlers we're talking about. But 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns weren't made by Kareem Hunt and Tyree Hill solely. I think it doesn't matter who you give Mahomes. I think he's just that damn good. I've never seen a quarterback have a 16-game season like he has. In his first year You're talking ever. now his number one wide receiver could be Sammy Watkins and the rookie they drafted. And he'll be hurt. But I, right. I, I genuinely think as long as he has Travis Kelsey there, he can bring the, make these receivers stars, honestly. And are I you comfortable with Damian Williams? We'll talk running backs, obviously. You're comfortable mm-hmm. with Damian Williams holding a, a yeah. full season share. I, I was very impressed with Damian Williams last year. I really was. And I think uh, I would love to get my hands on the fantasy this year, too. I'm very, very big on Damian Williams. Luck at three. And um, listen, I thought Luck did an awesome job. And that wide receiving core still isn't very good. No. Hilton was banged up. He was missing um, a tight end a week, even though Ebron right. was there. He was Ebron missing was Doyle great. for almost the whole season. I thought Andrew Luck really showed something last year. And coming for me, you know, that's a right. big deal. And he's another guy. It doesn't matter who he's equipped with. He's just that good. He's one of the most accurate passes I've ever seen. Like I said, I say every year about the quarterbacks. The last one I would compare him to is Andrew Luck because he's the only guy that came to the college, from college, and you said can't miss. Right. You know he's going to be good. He came out there and did that. Mahomes even had his, you know, his footwork was bad, blah, blah, blah. Is he that accurate, blah, blah, blah. But Andrew Luck, you knew everything you were going to get out of this guy. He's delivered. And he comes back after all that ACL injuries and whatever injuries, the throwing arm, all that, everything right. that was going on with him. And he comes out has a huge year. Now he gets Devin Funches. He's going to have Doyle and Ebron. Uh, Marlon Mack stepped up tremendously for them next year. I yep. love Andrew Luck. I, I genuinely think he is just top three quarterback in the league, just gifted-wise. Why is Drew Brees four when really the past few years he's really relied on the running game? That's true. They moved in a new direction, but I just think Drew Brees is one of the most accurate quarterbacks I've ever, ever seen in my life. And it doesn't matter who he has around him either. I love the Saints offense. Him in that dome, we all know how hard it is to beat Drew Brees in that building. Drew Brees, no matter what age he is, always the tops. And last year he was an MVP candidate that people forget about. So I think I would have Brees out, Wilson in. to go through the whole list it's on our facebook it's on our twitter so definitely we want to hear what you have to think about Vinny's list um really looking at it baker mayfield at seven i think he's somebody that everyone now thinks could jump into the top five with the weapons he has no doubt and uh he definitely gave saquon barkley a run for the money with the rookie of the year um we saw where that team went he almost delivered the browns to the playoffs last year and the second he came in and debuted against the jets you just knew this guy had a demeanor he had a swagger and he had a purpose out there on the football field um everyone's saying he's too short doesn't matter this guy's confidence is better than any quarterback i've ever seen in my life and people say he's cocky sure but this guy is a confident confident young man he is great and now you give him odell beckham jr with jarvis landry over there right how do you stop this guy they're going he's going to tear it up this season 
Uh, a lot of the comments we did get about the list comes with 15 and 16, where you have Nick Foles ahead of Carson Wentz. That's right, because Carson Wentz sucks. Carson Wentz <laughs> is overrated. He had a good 11 games against the worst 11 teams in football. Bottom line. And I, he's never shown me anything better to prove otherwise. I think Nick Foles is better than him. There's a reason why they won the Super Bowl. It wasn't because of Carson Wentz. It was because of Nick Foles. And I know Foles could be bad. There's times that Nick Foles could be number one on this list. There's times Nick Foles could be number 32 on this list. So I put him smack dab in the middle at 15 because when he's on, he's great. You know, he, he does suck sometimes. But Carson Wentz, never been a believer in this guy. North Dakota State, get out of here. Overrated quarterback. He belongs at 16. And you know what? Wouldn't be surprised if he drops lower on the 2020 way too early rankings. Number 21, another one that we got a ton of complaints on. Dak Prescott at 21. The likes of Derek Carr, Eli Manning, Kirk Cousins, Mitch Trubisky, all ahead of Dak Prescott. Sure, he wins, but does that make him good? I don't think they win mainly because of Dak Prescott. He's got a top running game in the whole, whole entire National Football League. Amari Cooper, most of his touchdowns were yards after the catch. I have a friend, he's a Cowboy fan. He's the first one to admit that to me, that, that Dak isn't all that great. He hates Dak Prescott. I don't think Dak is suitably all that great of a quarterback. I think he, he just finds wins because he has a great offensive line and weapons around him, including Ezekiel Elliott, who's one of the top running backs in football. Uh, Kyler Murray at 22. You know how big I am on Kyler Murray. Yeah. You know I love him. But ahead of a guy like Matt Stafford, ahead of a guy like Sam Donald, who's now entering his second year, Manish Matter, who we've had on the show, <laughs> who is a complete gentleman to us, uh, has Sam Donald as the top quarterback in the AFC East. Because Manish Mehta is the most biased reporter I've ever seen in my life. He loves the Jets. That's fine. He does a great job. He came on our show. He was a great guest. But there's nobody more biased in the world than Manish Mehta. He also hates the Giants. So that's why he's a huge Donald guy. But let's not forget something. Donald led the league in interceptions. Bottom line. And um, I think I think Kyler Murray is just a better quarterback than these guys. Like I said, I would have been all in on Kyler Murray. Was I all in on Sam Darnold last year? No, I wasn't. But there was a Saquon Barkley in the mix to right. steer me the other way. But Kyler Murray, I, I think you guys are really going to be impressed with what he offers in the NFL, what he can do. You're not going to see it. He's short, blah, blah, blah. He is so accurate. He's got a, such a strong arm down the field, and he can fly with his legs. I think he really is a very good quarterback we're going to see. Marcus Mariota at 29, and that's not a good thing for the Titans if you have him at 29. No, it's not. I, I, I just see decline in his game. Uh, even Matt Stafford, you brought him up before. There's yeah. just a nothing but decline in that guy's game, too. Uh, last year, I had him in one of my fantasy leagues, and he's just, oh, sure, he throws the ball 40 times a game. Well, he wasn't putting up fantasy numbers regardless. So Stafford on the decline, Mariota on the decline. There's a reason why they brought Ryan Tannehill in there because, listen, we got a quarterback controversy over here. They are competing over there, Ryan Tannehill and Marcus Mariota for the starting job. And Mariota, he's also hurt all the time. He's constantly banged up. I'm, I'm done believing in Marcus Mariota, Big Mike. And then finally at the end there, we have Rosen, who is already throwing pick sixes to his teammates in practice. Yes, uh, you know where I stand on Josh Rosen. He was the last person I wanted the Giants to get. I'd much rather have Daniel Jones than Josh Rosen. I did not want a piece of this guy. I say it all the time. There's a reason why the Cardinals traded their 11th or 10th overall pick last year and gave up on him already. There's a reason, because A, Kyler Murray's great, and B, Josh Rosen stinks. Uh, the two people I left off here, I'm going to put them both in front of Josh Rosen here. Go ahead. The ones I left off. Lamar Jackson, we'll put as the real number 30. Okay. And then Dwayne Haskins, we'll put at 32. All right. I think that's a fair to see Haskins get in there. Right. Um, Lamar Jackson, is reports, he's, he's already he's struggling, so see what happens there. That guy can't throw. Well, that's uh, he, the issue. <laughs> I don't know how he won games. I don't even know how he made that comeback on the, the Chargers in the playoff game. I have no idea how it happened. But this guy, he cannot throw at all. I, it's a shame to see this guy in the league and not Tim Tebow because they're the same quarterback. They really are. Sure, Jackson's faster, but they're the same quarterback. They both can't throw. It's embarrassing watching them throw footballs. Now let's hit the running backs, which are also up on Facebook and up on Twitter for everybody to follow along with. Um, listen, Saquon This Bar was hard to rank. It was, I'm sure. Because I, I truly feel like after um, – we both have Saquon one, and I just think after workload and, um, and talent, I think he's very clear. You saw all the dump-off passes he got last year anyway. Um, he is going to be so heavily involved in that offense that I think that's fair that he's number one. Anytime he touches the ball, the first guy's missing. And he had 2,000 yards with uh, the first half of the season, the worst offensive line of football, and mm -hmm. he still puts together 2,000 yards. There's nothing he can't do. He can block. He makes guys miss. He breaks tackles left and right. He's got explosive speed. He does absolutely everything. We are talking about the best running back in football. It is Saquon Barkley, hands down, not biased. I know somebody out there said it was biased. 
he is hands down the best running back in football. There's no debate about it, if you ask me. I agree with you. Number two, Elliott. I agree with this one also. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's workload again. It's it, workload again, and and you know, offense uh, oriented. It's situations you're in. Yep, exactly. We all know how great the Dallas offensive line is. He's got that. He he can handle the workload. He's got no one behind him. He can catch. He can do it all too. Ezekiel Elliott, very complete back. Ohio State, uh, worthy of a fourth overall pick by the Dallas Cowboys. I I just think Ezekiel. Genuinely, all-around, second-best running back. Then Kamara, McCaffrey. um, I would have had these flip-flop just because of how many balls McCaffrey caught last year. I'm concerned about Christian McCaffrey, though, Vinny. I will tell you, with him getting uh, now these muscles, I I think it's ridiculous. He didn't need it, but whatever. We'll get into that. We do have somebody giving us a call right now, so let's take that. Uh, Welcome to to Over the Top Sports. Who do we have, and what do you want to talk about? Mike in Pittsburgh, and uh, I have a pick uh, uh, for tonight's. Uh, Milwaukee at Toronto game that I'd like to share with the, you and the listeners. Sure. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. So if you look back uh, in the history of uh, seven game series, in a 2 2 series, the team that's won game five has gone on to win the series, I think it's about 80% of the time. However, if the team that, that won game five was down 2-0 to win three in a row to make it 3-2 in their favor, the percentages go down significantly. I think what you're going to see is the Milwaukee Bucks in the first half come out and play really good. However, I think towards the end of the game, what you're seeing is their inability to close out games, especially when you slow down the pace and you get Giannis in a half-court game at, you know, in the last couple minutes. So I'd like to recommend to you and the listeners the Milwaukee Bucks plus one and a half for the first half only. I like the play. I do. Very analytical with your uh, series stats there as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you know, the, everyone's kind of writing off Milwaukee like they wrote off Toronto when they were down 2-0. And that's just not how the NBA works. You know, I, I just think Milwaukee's going to come out, you know, even though they're on the road with uh, uh, guns all ablazing. And, you know, Toronto, is Van Fleet going to hit 7-9 and nine from 3 again? Um, Kawhi yeah, played about probably not. Well, and Kawhi played about as good as he could last game, both offensively and defensively. So I just think you're going to I, see I love a the play. Switch. Well, thank you. Thank you. I like the first half more than the game. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you're, and you're getting plus one and a half. Uh, you know, I, I bet on uh, inner tops. Uh, there's a few places to go, but uh, I'm more of an online guy than – you know, I'm out here in Pittsburgh. You can go to the casino, but I, I think you can shop around and find better online if you're really in them. Let me ask you something. I know sports betting is getting legal everywhere. I know Pennsylvania was ahead of the bill. Uh, Rivers Casino, yeah. the one by Heinz Field over there, do they yes. have sports betting? Wow, they that's awesome. It. I've been there before. I went for a Giants-Steelers game. Uh, no sports betting then, but that's awesome to see that they got it in there. Well, here's the thing: is is within the, about the next couple weeks, they're going to have the sports app where you don't even have to be at the casino to bet. Right now, you have to actually go place the bets at the casino. But uh, in, in about two weeks, I think they're going to have the app where you can just fund your account um, and bet at uh, you know the convenience of your home. And I, I go to Rivers about once, twice a, a month. You know their poker game there. There's so many fish there. And the one three no limit, you can really do pretty good over there, to be honest with you. Wow. All right. I like this guy. Listen, we appreciate the call. I'm going to sell your pick. I'm I'm all over that pick. You sold me. I love it. First half Milwaukee. Thanks for the call. And um, enjoy Rivers Casino and the new app over there. You bet. Take care now. All right. So what, uh, what a world we live in now. Yeah. We're going to have apps everywhere where you can bet. It's, it's, it's just it's great what sports betting has become. It's really, really revolved. And that was somebody with a uh, well-thought-out, educated, did-his-research pick. Mm-hmm. I, listen, I have the Bucks for the game. I, he, I genuinely I think the Bucks the first half is a better play. I really do. I think it, I'm, more, I'm more confident in them covering the first half than the whole entire game. And we appreciate the phone call. Anybody else, we've got about 15 minutes to go at 646-716-5403. We'd love to hear from you. 
either hit on uh, the list that we're going over for, for uh, football, uh, NBA, NHL is starting, MLB, fantasy, whatever. Give us a call, 646-716-5403. Back to your list, Vinny, with the running back. Um, McCaffrey now looks ridiculous. He's jacked out of his mind. He looks like DK Metcalf. <laughs> um, there's no need for that as a running back. I do not want that out of my running back. I understand he struggled in the blocking game, but that's ridiculous. Well, We'll see. Maybe it could help him. If he doesn't lose his speed, I, I think it can only help him. Or right? pull something and get hurt. That's right. I mean, that, you do see that a lot. When right? you put Especially, yep, you do see it a lot. So that's concerning. The only reason I have Kamara over McCaffrey, because McCaffrey showed that he's a, he's a guy 2,000 yards now, too, with the right. receiving. You all know what a great receiving running back he is. He's probably the best in the, in the football now, to be fair. Um, Kamara with Ingram gone. The workload now is all his, and I just love that situation better because, you know what, Cam Newton with that shoulder, there's not much else around it. We all know the receivers suck over there in Carolina. Yep there's going to be a lot of attention paid on Christian McCaffrey where you can't pay all the attention to Kamara. I just like Kamara's situation better. And I love Alvin Kamara for fantasy. He's probably my number two running back for fantasy this year. Love Melvin Gordon at five. I think that's fine. I think he just battled injuries last year, but you know, with Phillip rivers, uh, he loves getting his running backs involved in the passing game as well. I have such an issue with you, <laughs> with Rob, with anybody else having Le'Veon bell at number six. I think it's a joke. You are asking somebody that hasn't played in a year that is so focused on rapping, who knows if he's even been running, how much weed he's been smoking <laughs> to go out there and has the sixth overall running back in the league. I think it's a joke. And that is not the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line. He's going to be running about. I get it. They brought in Asimele, whatever the hell his name is, but this is the Jets offensive line. This is not the Steelers offensive line. But this line. is Le'Veon Bell we're talking about, who statistically is probably the best running back in football when he's playing. And he's going to come in very fresh. I know you're looking at the year off as a bad thing. I'm looking at it as a good thing. I said wherever Le'Veon Bell goes his first year is going to be awesome. It's going to be off the charts. What he does after that, then I'm with you over there, Big Mike, with your worries and everything. But I think his first year, after pulling off that whole year holdout, I think he's going to come out there. And what can't the guy do? We're talking about he was always the best receiving running back before. Yes. He can block. He's got that patient uh, virtue to him. He can handle the load. We all know that. And nobody's gotten more hand, uh, handoffs than Le'Veon Bell. So Le'Veon Bell as a whole, I think he's still a great running back. And until I see the signs you're worried about, he's definitely over there. And you know what? It was hard for me to even put him at six. I think he could go higher. James Conn to me, should have been higher. He did such a good job last year for the Pittsburgh Steelers and showed he could be an every down back. To me, I would have him a little bit He had bit some higher. big fumbles, though, last year, too, especially Fair. late in the year. Fair. Um, let's see who else we have. Nick Chubb. I told you the other day that if they didn't sign Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb would be a top 10 back, and I stand by that easily. This is somebody that led all of the NFL in yards after contact. So, and and um, Nick Chubb was penalized for that, but I didn't want to even – I still believe in him so much. I love the kid from Georgia. Uh, I didn't want to penalize him any further than 14. I was going to put Fournette over him, but he missed a lot of time last year with his injuries. He's a head case. Right. He's a uh, freaking head Chubb's case. still going to get at least 10 games, right? So – Nick, yeah, I think he should establish himself as the, you know, I think he's going to have a Nick great Chubb season. was playing 16, he'd be higher, but that's the re- that's the reason why he's there, because you know Hunt's going to get uh, some bulk of the carries when he comes in. You're so high, you told me on Geis and Jacobs. Why? Josh Jacobs, I like his situation. I think the Raiders uh, finally to get an, a young running back in there, um, something they need. They need to balance out their run. They lost Amari Cooper. They really need to get a balanced attack. They're going to use Jacobs. They were set on this guy. We all knew he was going to the Raiders pretty much with right. one of their three picks. That was the easiest pick They in the were draft. set on this guy. They were in love with him. I think they're going to utilize him well. And Geis, I can tell you firsthand, I watch a lot of SEC football. Very, very good, very good, complete running back. He is coming off that injury. That's worrisome. But when he's healthy, I know he's going to be utilized. It's just a matter. They brought back Adrian Peterson. How much are they going to use this guy instead of the kid? Um, Tariq Cohen was the other complaint I had, Vinny, at 22. He's now – there's no Jordan Howard. It is right. the Tariq Cohen show – can he handle every down? I think they still have to bring somebody in there to yeah. be more of the uh, in-between-the-tackle type mm-hmm. runner. But as as far as explosiveness on the field and game-breaking ability, Tariq Cohen is up there. Absolutely. He's one of my favorite running backs in football, too, so it's tough to rank him over there at 22. Uh, he can't block. And you know what? On, on third and short, are you going to hand it up to him and trust him to get the, that one yard? No, I think you're looking at you need like a almost like a like Garrett Blunt type right. guy, and that's there. the problem. He's more he's more of that shifty catching running back. But you're right, he has the big play capability. But because of those flaws, I do not trust him to be the number one guy. I do not trust him on third and short in those pressure run yards, uh, one yard situations. That's why he is where he is. But he is one of my favorite running backs in football. And Lashawn McCoy at 27. The disrespect to everybody after Lashawn McCoy is just <laughs> it's unbelievable. 
but seriously, Aaron Jones after that. Aaron Jones had a great few games before getting hurt for the Green Bay Packers. He did, and he's one of the ones that's hard for me to explain why I hate Aaron Jones. I hate Green Bay running backs. But uh, <laughs> looking at the numbers, the guy really did have a pretty good season last year. But I just don't, I don't trust Green Bay running backs, and I definitely don't trust Detroit Lions running backs. That one I was going to fight that guy with who commented on. Carry on, Johnson. The Detroit Lions have not produced good runners. They had Reggie Bush rush for 1,000 yards once. Guess who the last one was before that? Barry Sanders. <laughs> That's it. They don't produce running backs. All these running backs suck. And carry on Johnson, nothing special, man. He could be good, but the Lions just do not find ways to have a successful run game. We've got about five minutes to go here over the top sports. That's Vinny's list. It's up on Facebook. It's up on Twitter. We'd love to hear what you have to and say about And we'll have wide receivers and tight ends out next week. The wide receivers, are, I know it's going to be a big deal because I'm picking one from each team. So you're not going to see Jarvis Landry on the team. You know, he's not going to be on the list. You're not going to see Diggs at the You're Dillon. taking the best receiver on from each team. team. It's each team's best receiver. That's how it's ranked. So uh, I, I don't want to see people complaining that uh, Sterling Shepard is better than Jarvis Landry because that's not what it is. That's not what the list is going to be. I already hear the complaints now, Big Mike. Well, do you have Tate or do you have Shepard on the list for the Giants? Well, that's true. Tate will probably be the number one receiver, but that, that, you get what I'm saying. I got gotcha. you. You get how you, you already see what people are going to be complaining about. I got gotcha. you, uh, Vinny. You wanted to get into AEW tonight. Yeah, it's starting up. We got about five minutes to go. It is their big double or nothing live from Vegas pay per view, and um, you and I have been on the AEW train from the rumors when mm-hmm. it was starting to happen. Now we have a product. We have something happening. We have a TV deal. We have Jim Ross, Dean Malenko. They are bringing in real talent with a history and a proven record at tonight's the pay-per-view. And we're going to get it's underway tonight. It's the inaugural pay-per-view of AEW, All Elite Wrestling. I'm excited about it because I think the WWE product has really just gone to absolute crap. Absolute crap. I can't take it anymore. I've been checking myself out more and more every single year. Um, even WrestleMania, it was good. It was just brutally long, which took so much away from it. It really yeah. was. The matches weren't bad itself, Big Mike. It really wasn't. But the Raws have been bad. The three-hour things, the storylines suck. All Elite Wrestling, some people, I think it's great for wrestling in general. Some people are more excited about All Elite Wrestling because it's going to make WWE better. Mm-hmm. I'm more excited. I want to see All Elite Wrestling take down WWE. I understand that's probably never going to happen, but I want this company to thrive. And tonight, it's really not a bad card. Their main event is Y2J, Chris Jericho, and Kenny Omega who tore the house down in Japan the first time they fought. Yep. This is a star-studded main event right there, and I love what they're doing with it. They have a casino battle royal. Mm-hmm. So whoever wins that, uh, it's like people come in like four ways of five or something like that, mm-hmm. and they have a lucky 21 who comes out alone, who I'm hoping is some kind of big name, because mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the star of the show, the steal of the show right there, that lucky 21. Whoever wins that battle royal will face the winner of Jericho and Omega at the next event or whatever they do, and they will crown their first AEW world champion. I think it's super exciting to see all this, man. And Cody and Dustin Rhodes, they already have a great storyline with that building. I think that should steal the show right there. I think the whole pay-per-view, and we're also going to see new people we don't even know about and become new fans of. I think it's just refreshing. And all you have to do is do everything WWE is not doing, and they will thrive. And they already got a TV deal, so people are hyped about this thing. Should be awesome. I think the Cody and Dustin thing is awesome. I think that's something that WWE dropped the ball with. They never had this match. Had them both. Never had it happen. They had them team up. Never had them face each other. And that was huge that they they never did that. Um, I I don't know what you see with Dean Ambrose tonight or John Moxley as he goes by. He's he's my guy for that lucky 21 You think he's in there? He's my guy. Because now they don't have a match for Adam Hangman Page, who they were supposed to have against Neville. Neville... um, Neville has a belt for another promotion and refused to lose having the belt. I didn't know they scratched that match. They did scratch that match. So now there's talk that maybe he faces Adam Hangman Page. Okay. I'd be down with that. But, um, yeah, Ambrose under his new name, whatever it was, John Mox. John Mox. John Mox. Okay. um, I think he's the lucky 21 guy. I think he gets out there. I think it – I'm telling you, that's what I'm excited most about the event. Surprises. Who who the lucky 21 entry is going to be. Very interesting. Should be good. Uh, My issue with WWE is – now they've come out with this 24-7 belt, which looks like garbage. They're trying to recreate that hardcore uh, title where you can be defended anywhere at any time. I have My big issue is, Vinny, is I spent $240 for WrestleMania ticket, right? Whatever it was. Could be more, could be less. You could have flipped them for $240. Easily. Profit. I could have profited, <laughs> sure. My issue is, is I'm now seeing a bigger, better card for Super, Super Showdown than I'm seeing for WrestleMania, which is supposed to be the biggest event of all when it comes to wrestling. And I'm not seeing that, and I am pissed. And that's because the Saudi Arabians paid 10 times more money, not even 10 times more, 100 times more money. Right. That's why you see Shawn Michaels coming back at and all The Undertaker Goldberg. Goldberg, right. Yep. Uh, 
but it's not right. It's not right to the wrestling fan. It's not, and you know what? They should just make the event further away from WrestleMania because you shouldn't. The best show you should see of the year is WrestleMania every time. I agree. And now these guys are going out there. They get the bigger names. They have bigger matches. I'm with you, man. And also, it sucks. It's like a Friday. It's like during the day. People aren't even around. Two to o'clock watch it. in the afternoon. Friday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a shame. I'm telling you, dude. Everything WWE does is wrong, in my opinion. Every single thing. The 24/7 rule. That's it's false count anywhere, right? Yeah. So it's a hardcore match anytime. Why not just bring back the freaking hardcore title? Because they're the so same politically rules. correct. It's now. the same rules. What are, what are they going to relate hardcore to porn? They haven't used the weapon yet. And well, that's why I think they're afraid to call it the hardcore. That's champion. probably exactly why. It's 24 7. I know they're going to do little creative things like the champs could be like sleeping in a motel to break right. in and try to pin them and make all those cool storylines like they used to do. But just call it the hardcore title. It's pretty much what it is. If it's false count anywhere, no rules. It's just stupid. If they brought back the hardcore title, people would be invested and happy to see that title back, especially Mick Foley to present it. And it's not the hardcore title. Once again, let down AEW. I'm going to continue throwing this down everyone's throat. <laughs> do everything this company's not doing. And he took a lot of slack when he introduced that belt the other night. He said the crowd was dead. He, he blamed himself, but it really wasn't. There's also he didn't some... look too thrilled to present it. No, he did not. He kind of was like, yep, here's this stupid thing, guys. Right. Tonight you'll see the AEW belts, which the Young Bucks have said are awesome and and called them phenomenal. And just uh, they were even laughing about that 24-7 belt. <laughs> the WWE now has said that the last hour of Raw, the third hour, is going to be their emphasis. They're losing viewers in that. And also, I don't want to call it edgier because we're never going to see edgier. But perhaps you'll see um, PG-14 in that third hour. That'd I don't even know anymore. There's a lot of things you could do with that. There's I don't a lot of things you can do. And the yeah. pay-per-view tonight is PG-14. There you go. That's what I'm saying. AEW is bringing back, you know, they're not, I know Cody Rhodes saying he's killing the Attitude Era, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he, he made a great promo with Dusty Rhodes, honestly. Yep. But they need to. And that's what I'm hoping AEW thr- uh, drives WWE into doing, being like, okay, we really need to get people back. What worked? The Attitude Era show worked. We got to bring something back like that. And I think AEW has a chance to really, to really do that. They're bringing in Jim Ross. Jim Ross has said he's going to bring in Jerry Lawler when his contract is first. Oh, Those great. are the boss, the voices of the 90s. I didn't, know, I didn't even know about Lawler. Those man. are the voices of the 90s. <laughs> WWE won't even let Lawler call these events Exactly. Anymore. So so screw them. Up your ass over there, WWE. I love that. Put those two guys there. Let King crack his jokes. Let JR yep. tell the stories like nobody could do better than him. Uh, I am so invested. The fact that JR, I'm going to hear his voice in a new company. I, I can't wait for it, man. I really can't. I'm should excited. be worth it. It's tonight. Uh, I think it's $4 on pay-per-view. Everybody should check that out. Vinny, final thoughts. I don't want to put you on the spot, so I'll give you mine first. Yoannis Cespedes uh, hurting himself on his ranch walking uh, is one of the most ridiculous storylines <laughs> that I've ever heard. I wish he would have lied and said he fell off a horse. I wish he would have made up something. <laughs> the fact that he's walking and broke his ankle in multiple places walking on his ranch is pathetic. He'll never play another game for the New York Mets. We'll never see him again. And hopefully they just collect the insurance money and spend that insurance money. And meet the Mets. That's the bottom line there. Brooks Kepka, shout out to winning the PGA over here at Beth Page. And also, he had some drinks over here at the Dark Horse Tavern on Sunday night to celebrate with some average people playing beer pong. Brooks is the man. Thanks for joining, everybody, guys. This week we have uh, Fantasy Baseball Podcast and Swing with the Shark. Those will be up on Twitter. We'll let you know when those are happening. Happy Memorial Day, everybody, and thanks for joining.